What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Hope everybody's having a great week so far. It's the it's actually the weekend uh, that we're <laughs> coming into right now, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, you know, kind of what's been going on in the hobby for me. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I think this year, a lot of this year, the recurring theme for me when it comes to baseball cards has been not necessarily um, buying and selling, uh, though there is a really uh, a very large purchase that I made of uh, some Gary Carter cars. I'm actually going to, I'm in the office right now, I'm going to pull up the, uh, uh, the actual uh, page I have of a bunch of uh, uh, pictures. I've, I've got a, uh, I sold basically everything. So this was back in, I think it was July 1st. July 1st or 2nd, when I picked up like one of the most complete Gary Carter Super Collections. I've talked about it on and off. And uh, yeah, I think it would be probably pretty good to uh, to do like a more in-depth uh, episode on what I did and, and maybe discuss the numbers and everything as well. Um, it was fun. It was a blast. In the, in the process of it, I kind of fell in love with Gary Carter myself. Um it just uh, seemed like he was a, a great guy, a uh, great role model. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I actually have sold uh, basically everything um, aside from, uh, you know, some, some grail pieces, uh, like 80s prototypes, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, a whole slew of, uh, of cards I just want to pull to the side. I wasn't quite ready to sell just yet because they're so nice um i uh, i've made a good amount of money on them so far and i probably am in in the range of around ten thousand dollars worth of uh of cards left so it did decently um you know i mean it's it took work and uh you know it's it took uh let's see august september october november you know about four months maybe uh yeah I don't know, maybe about four or five months, something like that, uh, to, to wrap up everything. And it, it wasn't stressful. It was just a, it was a fun thing because I, I love going through collections and kind of just, uh, uh, you know, kind of dividing them into certain lots of what to sell. I, I'm not really a big fan of sitting at eBay and listing card after card after card after card. Um, I have friends that do that. I know a lot of people that are very successful at doing that. It's not really my thing. I've got a lot of stuff going on. Like I've been working on a lot of design stuff, a lot of art pieces, a lot of custom cards uh, over the past month or so. And there's like just a boatload of things I have, I have to have aside to sell. I just haven't been able to devote the time to actually selling them. <laughs> so, you know, in fact, a lot of the Gary Carter stuff, uh, for out of those, you know, four or five months sat because I just didn't really have much time to do anything with them. Um, but yeah, it was a very impressive collection from a, uh, a very good guy. Uh, Bobby, uh, is the, is the name of the guy that I, that I bought, bought them all from. And I can tell you, like, just, it was, a. Uh, it was a very, very good experience, a uh, very good um, experience all the way through. Didn't really have any hiccups or anything as far as deals go. Um, there's one larger, larger deal that took a few months just because of, you know, travel logistics and everything. 
Um, but ultimately worked out well. And uh, I think everyone's happy. I ended up actually uh, divvying up the, uh, the lots or the cards into like booklets because uh, Bobby had a boatload of these booklet cards. Like uh, it was, it was probably the biggest one was the biggest one I've ever seen anyway. Uh, might be the biggest booklet collection of any player. Um, it's easy to say that when you don't really know what else to compare it to, I guess. But uh, but anyways, it was, it was very impressive. I, I had fun doing a little video. I, I actually placed all the booklets like on our stairs at our house and, and just kind of did a video walking down the stairs and going all the way down. Um, it was fun. I, I enjoyed that kind of thing. I, I love doing goofy things with these cards, of course, as well. But um Anyways, I you know did the uh, did a lot of game used cards and then a lot of autograph cards and a lot of base cards. So I basically and then memorabilia. So I had like four or five different lots that I sold them as. Um, I also sold to a couple of people that were picking and choosing uh, for some checklists and a couple of Grail pieces uh, that some people wanted. Um, one of them, which is pretty wild, uh, there was. Like if, if I would have looked at it in a collection, I would have thought it was like nothing, but it was a 1982 FBI disc, not really impressive at all. And it was, it was PSA graded. And so that might have, you know, made me look, you know, twice at it, but I just looked at it. I was like, eh, okay. I mean, it's not really a, not really a thing I would have uh, known. And the funny thing is, is like, I don't know what I would have put it at. Uh, for on eBay for like a buy it now or anything. So that's one um, one lesson for everybody um, is that, you know, you got to really start, uh, if you have pieces that you don't know the sales history on, and even if you have the sales history, the sales history might be faulty because there might be some people that didn't know what the price was before either and priced it too low. Um, so in other words, if you see an 82 FBI disc, Gary Carter sell for $50, uh, that may not be the whole story. It might be somebody goofed up and, and put it too cheaply and it sold within two minutes. Um, so, uh, anyways, thankfully I had Bobby and a couple other guys that Anthony, um, is, uh, is one of my good friends, uh, one of my good collecting friends. It's obviously the Gary Carter guy, um, when it comes to the high end stuff. And, uh, you know, so, uh, I had him to kind of help me, uh, through on some of these as well. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up, you know, it's kind of funny. There's a, a guy that I think, um, offered $300 for this FBI disc. And I said, Hmm, no, I'm thinking about a thousand. And he's like, what? No, no, no. I don't really, uh, I don't really have, uh, I don't, I, that's too much. I, I can't do anything anywhere near that. That's crazy. I said, okay, well, no problem. I, I'm, I'll just put it on eBay and see what, it, what it gets then. And, if it gets a thousand, then great. I think it will, but you know, if it doesn't, oh well. But and uh, interestingly enough, he ended up coming up to a thousand uh, for it, <laughs> which is which is kind of funny. Um, you know, an offer of three hundred all the way up to a thousand, but um, you know, a thousand dollars for this nineteen eighty two FBI disc. What? You know, that was kind of my first thought. Was like, what? Why is this so expensive? It doesn't make sense. But you know, that's the power of these older cards that are rare that are on checklists of people that have been collecting for decades and decades. And, uh, you know, there's some other pieces in here like that as well. Um, the ones that caught my eye, uh, I've got a couple of 1982 blacklists. 
Uh, and the funny thing is, is, is like a lot of the cards that Gary Carter has prototypes of, or even really inserts and, and parallels of um, later on in the 2000s, they're the sets that Jose Canseco was not in or did not have. Like obviously Canseco wasn't in 82 top, so he didn't have 82 tops blacklist. He wasn't in 85 top, so he didn't have the 85 tops mini uh, prototypes. Um, things like that. It's really kind of a weird, you know, kind of a fun little deal because I've been able to to dive in head first uh, with a lot of cards in many, many sets that I've never really seen all that much on. Um, so it's been a blast. So anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I basically have moved everything, almost everything. I've got, oh, maybe a little over a hundred singles here. So I wanted to kind of talk through a few of them that kind of caught my, caught my eye. There's a, there's a, uh, tops, uh, archives fan favorites. It's a 75 top style, uh, autograph of Gary Carter's. There's some tools of the trades, uh, the ones I really thought were really sharp were these uh, older triple threads cards from like, oh, I think 07, 08, 09, 10, something like that. But, uh, you know, they some of them have 3X, uh, you know, game use pieces or 2468, 8X and, you know, with autographs. And they're just beautiful. They shine beautifully. Uh, in fact, I actually had a little, you know, little kind of... Uh, set up on top of my printer with some Gary Carter stuff for a while, which is kind of fun. Um, you know, some of them are numbered out of nine, some are numbered out of three. Uh, then I also have a National Treasures button card. And I like, this is kind of how I collect Conseco also is uh, I will, you know, try to have like one of each type of like really special type of card, like a laundry tag, a knob, a, a barrel, you know, a super fractor, that sort of thing. And uh, it's kind of fun because, you know, first of all, it frees you up for not having to feel like you have to get everything on a button, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but also it kind of gives you a, a completion feeling as well if you if you have like all the pieces. And so I was looking at this Gary Carter collection, I'm like, man, I feel like I have close to like a little complete thing going on here. And, you know, I'll... I'll talk about I'll talk about that as I scroll through these pictures when I'm telling you about them. But anyway, so we have a you know a button, and then you know I also have uh, some patches now or some uh, booklets. Now one of the uh, booklets I have was uh, Bobby's favorite, and I decided to keep that one out, so I still have that one. I've got like two or three booklets. The one booklet is uh, from 2012, I think, um, and. It's signed Gary the Kid Carter, and the relic has like the, the actual cutout that says kid. So it's a jumbo bat piece on the other side. A couple other booklets I kept, they have patches, which is really nice. Another, I have a number of patch cards. I also have a uh, Topps Transcendent one of one wood sketch. Uh, so, you know, that's that's kind of one of those things right there where I'd say, okay, well, you know, you've got the, you got the button card, you've got the the wood sketch card um you know so it's a uh, you know so it's pretty neat um i also got some neat little multi cards um one of them has a is a upper deck reflections it's got patches of gary carter and mike piazza i also have a signed version of that card as well um and an ultimate five star or four star signatures of carlton fisk gary carter johnny bench and mike piazza which is fun um there's another number of low numbered uh like 
number to five, eight, ten, eight, because that was his number, by the way. I think that's why they did that. I'm sure. Uh, you know, there are a number of those patches and signatures I have. Really beautiful tops tribute purple one of one autograph. Um, I'm going to scroll some more here and see. There's a bat barrel from Sweet Spot Classic. So there's the barrel. Um, yeah, I don't have a, one thing I don't have is a knob. Um, so I'm not really sure I'm going to be <laughs> searching for a knob, nor would I be interested in paying big money for for a, for a bat knob. But uh, anyways, we're getting pretty close on having one of each thing here. So here's another lot or here's a laundry tag. It's a Leaf Limited 2004. I think it is of uh, Team Trademarks. It's a laundry tag, one of one with a signature where Greg Carter signed it. Greg Carter, Hall of Fame, 2003. Uh, also have the 2003 Tops Tributes uh, refractor and gold refractor signed. Jersey pieces are just beautiful. Uh, real nice cards. We have, uh, I think, about four one of ones from 2005 Diamond Kings. I've never had a one of one of Kinseko those, by the way. Um, I've got a flawless one of one dual patch cut check uh, signature. Um, it's a one of one. I don't know if I said that or not. All right, all right. But um, yeah, that could probably fit some sort of category as well. Uh, SP legendary cuts one of one. There's a couple other low number patches. Uh, let's see. Something else that's really kind of neat is um, I don't know what this what this is. I think it's it's almost like a Project Seventy thing, but I think it's. Uh, um, once, uh, one night in the Bronx or something, it was like some, I think this, this had to do with, it was like a 30 for 30 that ESPN did, I think, uh, on the 1986 Mets. And there's this beautiful, uh, picture that was painted by somebody and it's a reproduction, of course, but, uh, my tops, they, they did a regular white version and a rainbow foil version. It's actually encased by tops and uh it's uh at the very end when they win i don't know who the pitcher is i don't know if it's like jesse orozco or who but like they're he's holding up gary carter who's like super excited and everything beautiful cards so i ended up decided to you know hold back on you know keep keeping those two um there's also a beautiful refractor style tops uh triple autograph of carter dwight gooden and, and david wright uh, Hotless 70s. Uh, it's uh, six signatures. Uh, Gary Carter, Andre Dawson, Steve Garvey, Ken Griffey Sr., Keith Hernandez, and Jack Morris. Um, one of one Leaf certified fabric of the game. Um, and here's another thing that's interesting. There's a 1992 Donruss update, Gary Carter. Uh, and the only reason why I bring this up, so first of all, this is another one of those cards where I would look at it and uh, I would say, okay, it's a penny card. Like, why is this in a top loader? Well, come to find out, this card sells for between $30 and $40 pretty regularly. I mean, that's wild. A $92 Donner's update card. That's just bizarre. Uh, there's some more triple threads cards, which are great. There's a couple of sweet spot cards that have uh, Gary Carter signing the front of a baseball, which I guess that could kind of uh, serve as a... Uh, as another, you know, kind of category filler. Um, and uh, which kind of unfortunate, I don't think I've got a Conseco anymore um, of any of those. I probably should have kept one of them, but oh well, they'll, they'll come up again. Um, 
keep scrolling down here. There's a few other one of ones. I see. There's also a, a jumbo laundry tag from Leaf Ultimate Sports. It's beautiful holofoil and it's a big jumbo tag. There's no picture though, which is kind of unfortunate, but it's a great looking card. Um, there's a, another little bat barrel piece. Another, I don't know what this is. It's like the stitching of something that says eight. And there's a rip card. Um, so anyways, as I'm going through this, like I just, I keep looking through all these. I'm thinking, you know, I haven't looked at these in, in quite a while. Um, oh, there's also this postcard that's, that's SGC uh, slabbed. Uh, it's a Christian track of Gary Carter's that signed Jesus loves you, Gary Carter. Um, you know, which that obviously I love that. Um, a lot of different cars. There's also, also, um, his, uh, first and only super fractor mini from Alan Ginner. I've got Canseco's, uh, first, uh, and I think only, um, mini super fractor as well from that same set, which is kind of fun. Um, another Rawlings tag. Um, so, you know, as you know, I was going to say, as you can see, but as, I guess, as you can hear, uh, there's also a, uh, top sterling booklet one of one with Gary Carter, uh, multi-bat pieces and autograph with David Wright. And that, that card really pops. But, um, anyway, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of really, really amazing cards. And, and the fun thing is, is as I'm telling you all these cards and the last one I'll, I'll tell you about is, is fun. It's a, uh, 1988 tops flip stock. And that I would say would be a dark horse, uh, card out of out of everything. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen another actual flip stock. I know Tops does does those uh, from time to time with some of their archives uh, sets, but never have I seen like a real one before. Uh, certainly not from eighty eight Tops, but uh, here it is. Like the front is like a matte uh, style kind of feel, and the back is glossy. And, uh, you know, so I think there was a Kirby Puckett that sold for $40 like a year or two ago. And, uh, gosh, I think that Kirby Puckett guy, I think he got away with something. Um, <laughs> I think, I think that card is, is, uh, if it went out at auction now, I think that thing would go bananas, like just absolutely ballistic. Um, same thing goes for this, uh, for this Gary Carter though. I think there's, uh, there's something to it, um, if there's a Canseco out there like this, oh, yeah, that'd be super nice. And the thing is, is like there's not any others out there that I've seen last I checked anyway. I haven't seen any others. And so, uh, you know, I'm not like madly in love with 1988 tops or anything like that. But, uh, um, you know, but that's that's one that I figured, yeah, I might want to hang on to a little bit, I think, uh, just because I I truly think there's something to it. It's a it's a very special card. It's a very special card. And, and probably a lot of people don't realize uh, how special of a card it is. Um, even the Gary Carter guys, but anyway, so, so yeah, the fun thing is, is like sitting back and being able to look at these cards, I realized, yeah, it took a lot of work to, and not really a lot of work, but it did take work to, to flip those other cards in the rest of the collection. Um, when I literally had my living room filled with Gary Carter stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is, which is kind of funny and fun. Um, you know, there, there are several late nights of me taking pictures and videos and, you know, posting things for sale and, 
and uh, you know, getting my hopes up when somebody made an offer, but then being let down and bummed out when they walked away, and and then having a, a tinge of anxiety if if stuff wouldn't move, and and then all of a sudden the you know the excitement of the success of a sale, um, all those emotions kind of kind of you know run through you whenever it comes to something like this, and so it's, it's kind of fun to realize that. Yeah, this is the end. Like the money has been made back, profit has been made back or has been made, and a boatload of really, really incredible cards are still here. Uh, I'm putting air quotes when I say this, but for free, you know, uh, cardboard alchemy. I've talked about that for years, right? You know, you take a collection and uh, you work your magic, and all of a sudden you've got this cardboard gold for free. Um, and uh, yeah, I do think I need to probably do an episode where it talks about specifically what I did. I think that would be helpful to you all that might want to be doing something similar because there's something psychological about psychologically hard about breaking down a collection like this. In fact, I've had people come to me and say, Tanner, please don't break up this collection. Like what? <laughs> like, I even had some people come close to scolding me. Um, you shouldn't do it. It's wrong. It took this guy decades to, to assemble. How can you do this? <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, you know, it's, they're, they're not being destroyed. You know, they're being absorbed into other people's collections that would love these cards, you know, so there's nothing wrong with it. But, but it is difficult, though, you know, because it's somebody's life, life work. And there's two ways of thinking about this. Um, you know, I've actually run into this with a lot of people before by saying, you know, listen, you don't look at the collection that you've assembled as uh, time spent or wasted uh, because it's not, it's not wasted. It was really kind of invested. It was, it was fun. It, it was, if you're doing it right, the collecting and the, the searching late nights and, 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 you know, the thrill of the hunt, if you're doing it right, it's fun. So the, the amount of hours that you've put into assembling your collection hopefully has uh, pay, paid you back in multiples just by the excitement that's given you. And so hopefully that'll help you, know, you get over the hump of thinking, okay, maybe I need to move my collection, um, which obviously, you know, hey, listen, that's probably a good segue for me to tell you if you do have a big collection to sell, um, let me know. Uh, I've been able to do it pretty effectively and uh you know multiple times now even with my own a few times and it's been fun i've enjoyed it and you know the the previous owners um are thankful to be able to you know kind of move on down the road um with some extra money and not have to worry about selling and everything and uh i'm able to you know get my hands uh into some cards i'd never get otherwise so Anyways, um, but yeah, it's been fun. And uh, yeah, and, and funny thing is, is like I said, they've got like probably a hundred really nice Gary Carter cards. They're all just kind of stored away in a box, you know, and they're not really, not really shown. So eventually they'll probably be sold or traded away. And that's uh, another thing I've kind of talked about on this podcast is uh, it, that comes into play is like, what would you do? Like if you could sell your entire collection and put it towards something else, uh, that you really wanted, what would that be? And so my thinking is this, as much as I love Gary Carter, um, you can imagine like, what if I sold the Gary Carters 
And like, what if somebody came to me right now with a, with a beautiful 33 Gaudi Babe Ruth and said, okay, let's, let's swap. I go, oh, okay. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense to do something like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then, so it's like, well, if I would do that, why am I not listing these and selling them now to work toward that goal? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just work. It's work, you know, and that's uh, I think it's easy just to kind of leave them in the box and not worry about it, you know, so to speak. But um, anyways, I think that's where a lot of us are with our collection is that, uh, you know, if you don't really do anything with your collection and it just sits there, then it just kind of stagnates. And, and that's okay. I mean, I've, I haven't bought much other than this Gary Carter collection this year. I mean, I, I've picked up a few Conseco cards. A couple of them were actually Super Fractors. Um, but yeah, I really haven't bought much this year. Like I've probably... Uh, you know, well, I know I've sold a lot more value wise than I have bought. That's for darn sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I still love the hobby, obviously. And, but the thing is, is the majority of my time is spent like creating pieces, like one off pieces for people these days. Um, and I'm having a blast doing it. You know, I, I love doing this sort of thing. But when it comes to actually hunting down cards and buying them, like, I, uh, I don't know. Like, I'll give you an example. There's this, uh, uh, Canseco, uh, Jose Canseco, Frank Thomas booklet. It's uh, it was a really neat card that was put out by Tops, where uh, Tops took a couple barrel pieces of each player and had the player sign, you know, Canseco and Thomas sign, and put them in a booklet. So two barrels, uh, they're not nameplates or anything; they're just signed, you know. But uh, really neat, in number to five, which you know, clever, great, excellent. Um, except somebody somebody bought it for like $1,250. I, I don't think any of the Canseco guys got it. I think it was a Thomas guy. Um, but $1,250. And I, and I started thinking about this. I was like, man, I didn't even go after it because you know, it doesn't really appeal to me. But I'm thinking, I have a number of game-used uh, barrel pieces that I had chopped up of Canseco's game-used bat that I had Jose sign. Like, man, I could do a booklet myself where it's just Conseco uh, with two barrels, two signed barrels, you know, it cost me a heck of a lot less than $1,250. Uh, but, you know, it's really kind of a, I guess it's kind of funny. That's how my, how my mind seems to work nowadays. Um, obviously night and day difference, you know, obviously there's not going to be somebody that's going to pay $1,250. Um, well, <laughs> maybe not obviously, but you know, I, I wouldn't say that somebody would would instantly drop twelve hundred fifty dollars on, uh, you know, book that whip up of Kinseiko. You know, if there were, you know, a big time player, then maybe so. But um, you know, but in any event, it would satisfy perhaps an itch uh, that I would have of getting that card uh, for myself, which would be great, um, especially because I've got the pieces. You know, it's it's a fun thing. So fun thing to be able to do that, but. Anyway, so I guess those are those are just kind of my thoughts for the you know for the day and week, month, and year even really. I mean, we're we're coming up on wrapping up 2022. It's been my most uh, I was going to say most inactive, but let's let's go for least active <laughs> uh, buying and selling year outside of the Gary Carter stuff um, that I've had since I've really kind of you know I don't know gone full swing into this perhaps. Um, so maybe the lowest I've bought in, uh, bought and sold in 15 years, other than this Gary Carter collection. Um, 
and because uh, it's it's tough to say uh, otherwise, like including the Gary Carter collection because that's uh, was a big, big, big deal. But it just feels like there's not been much movement outside of that collection, um, which feels kind of weird because you know I remember uh, every year for Black Friday, even like we just you know passed up Black Friday a week ago or so. I was uh, on Black Friday. I was always at my desk at like 5.30 in the morning for blowout cards, uh, trying to jump on deals for boxes and cases. And I'd fill my garage, well, not my entire garage, but you know, a little portion of my garage. And uh, what I would do is I would actually get like a lot of lower end boxes. And uh, 2008 Gaudi and, um, you know, maybe 2011 Allen Ginter, I don't even really remember. Um, and I would fill up small flat rate boxes uh, of packs, mixed packs, and sell them for like 30 bucks. So 30, 30 packs for 30 bucks. And the trick was, is I'd make sure that my cost per pack would be 50 cents or so. And I sold like one or two of those packs a day. Um, and uh, it was fun. I was able to open some cards myself and uh, you know, get my hands dirty with these, with these boxes and packs and everything. I remember one time I bought a boatload of uh, these uh, 2011 tops update value boxes. And I think they were like for nine or 10 bucks. Like, so I bought, a, you know, dozens of them. And then I realized a little down the road, I go, Oh, wow. Um, they're selling for like 40 plus each. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to be doing great here. Well, Gosh, last I checked, I think they sell for like over $500 each now. <laughs> so that was kind of an unfortunate uh, realization. It's like, if only I kept them. But, you know, that's that's how it goes, right? You know, it's uh, you take the good with the bad. But uh, I have other trout, Mike Trout horror stories as well. But, um, but anyway, so, you know, I, I when it came to Black Friday, I didn't even really look. I, I looked for maybe two minutes. And I was like, nope, no thanks. Nothing here. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just really kind of enjoying what I have and, uh, you know, maybe buying and selling collections from time to time. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, kind of enjoying the art, the art, you know, the art side of things. So, but anyways, I guess that's all I have for now. Um, so thank you as always for listening. I hope y'all have a great rest of the week.